Basketball fans, welcome back to the NBA Playoff Banter Podcast. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about these conference finals, going back and forth with banter, a little recap, little predictions of what we think is going to happen in the, in the next few games. Um, obviously, in one of them, it's pretty much all but done. Speak, of course, I'm speaking of the Golden State-Dallas uh, 3-0 lead now. Um, you know, Dallas really gave away uh, that game they had a big lead in, and so it came back to bite them, no doubt about it. They're still playing hard and all that good stuff. But uh, Golden State is starting to uh, peak. I don't think they've played their best ball per se, but they're starting to peak now. We're starting to see that full team, that depth of the team, really the role players. You know, we talked about Wiggins and, you know, how is he going to match up in this series? And it's not like he's been a Luka stopper, you know, especially these last two games. The first game, though, he made him work for everything. And, and or, well, he made him work for all these other, you know, buckets he's gotten. But um, he's played really well. And, you know, and last night he did chip in offensively majorly too so um yeah that that series is basically done we'll talk a little bit about it of course but we will lead the show with now what is a Miami lead two to one um you know after and they almost gave it up now they didn't have Jimmy Butler in the second half we know how you know Jimmy Butler's had one of the best you know Luca a couple of I mean there's not many more Luca and Butler, you could really argue that they've had the best uh, playoff run. I'd say that's pretty much a given. Tatum, Curry, there's other guys for sure. But um, I'd have to point to these two probably. Um, and I don't think that's really debatable. But anyway, we're going to break down this series here in a couple of hours. They will tip it in, yeah, about 90 minutes actually. Um, they're going to tip this game four, and this is huge, obviously. See Boston has to win. They're at home, and that game five. If Boston does win that game five, man, that is a huge, huge, crucial game. So we're gonna break it all down um, in just a moment. If this is your first time listening to the NBA Playoff Banter Podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Ropeadope Radio. You don't have to go to BlogTalk and Ropeadope and download the show directly there. Listen to the browser if you don't want to. You can find this year NBA podcast under the Rope Dope Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Spricker, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegrillingcute.com. And one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you're happy, not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called DirecTV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99 a month. It's the best of live TV and on demand. No annual contracts, no hidden fees. If you upgrade to the choice or ultimate package, that gives you three free months of HBO Max. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks without the additional fee. If you go to the premier package, that gives you HBO Max and Showtime already included. And you know what? I forgot to mention, they cut the prices a little bit. I think it's a 20% savings for a limited time only. I, I just remembered that. Yep. Almost forgot to say that there is a new detail in that um, they cut the prices a little bit, so um, it's it's for a limited time. So you better check that out. Anyway, Direct TV stream. Okay, let's bring in my co-host Marshall. 
and see how he's doing on this uh, late spring day. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? Uh, not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. Uh, this is the last week of uh, school, so just got to hope the kids don't do anything crazy and uh, <laughs> get out the door and then enjoy a mental break of summer. And my goal this year is to shave one stroke off the handicap. Last year it was two. This year, let's see if I can go from like 12 and a half down to an 11, which sounds simple, but if yeah, you play, yeah. if you play golf, taking a stroke or two off your handicap feels like, you know, you're running like a, a, a freaking marathon and I don't use that term like even jokingly. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see that. That's the plan though, Chris. Shave, shave well, did you accomplish off. that the year before the two strokes or what? What happened? Yeah. Le- last summer I went from like a 14 to like a 12 and I felt pretty effing good. I'm like, I, I took two strokes off my handicap. That was like a lot of committed works. So now it's like, but you, you know, when you start, when you start golf and you're like, okay, I shoot nineties, I shoot eighties. Yeah. Once you start going from eighties down to seventies, you're like, Oh my, Oh my God, this, this is such a hard game to play. <laughs> yeah. Get, like you said, it's almost like a, like a bench press. Once you bench for a while, it's really hard to start to increase it a little bit. You know, once you get yeah. pretty high, it's like, for like sure. you said, once you get to a level, it's like, all right, now it's really just these little details that, <laughs> you know, if you don't play almost year round, it gets tough to uh, improve upon. That's F- for man. sure. So how, like, we're not going to get into the Dallas stuff and Golden State stuff right away, but how are you feeling uh, this Monday compared to last Monday with a 3-0 lead with your uh, Golden State Warriors? I, I'm happy I didn't wager against my boys. I came on here and basically said, hey, like, the Mavs are playing better basketball than Dallas, and – Luca took out Phoenix, so the smart call would be bet Dallas, and that turned out to be the uh, wrong choice, um, barring we see NBA history. But as I'm reminded, and actually this kind of correlates very nicely to the to the Phoenix uh, series, or sorry, Miami series as well. Uh, one of these teams is a veteran team, and they've done it before, and I, I, like Luca is. Luca is the best player on the court, but, and I didn't know this stat up until now, and I, I think this stat is freaking incredible. The Golden State Warriors have now uh, won a road game in 26 straight yeah. playoff series. That, for that to actually, that is remarkable. I get that normally in NBA you don't see a lot of sweeps. Okay? Yeah. But that means you've got Still. 26 series, though, and you've won a game on the road. Cause that you, helps you, you win series, yeah. you know. You, you, and I said, so but in theory, you could win a series and never win on the road. Like that, that's completely possible. So it, it's just such a team of events. Obviously, Clay is not his old self. Draymond's obviously lost a step. But again, it's that championship DNA that those guys have been there before, and. In a handful of years, it could be Lucas' time because he probably could be the best player in basketball in three to four years. But, again, who else on Dallas is there to be like Batman and Robin? It's like you got Batman. Okay, let's break but, that series down in a second. We're, we, I was asking okay, about sure. Golden right. State. Oh, okay. I, I love the Vets. You're a fan of them, so I'm trying to give you a little love, and then now you're going to break down the damn series. Okay, so now that well, that correlates to my point of – Speaking of the Vets Miami, this is a a, a veteran-ass team. 
This is a team that every year keeps you Don's has them on the roster just because he's a vet. And if you look at how they've been handling and you look at how they've been handling their shit though. Okay, look at let's go back for a second to the Philadelphia series. It is two to two and you know, momentum's back. You got him beat playing. They came out and punched Philly in the face. After the game, Doc Rivers said, God, my, my team wasn't ready to play. Okay. Now you go into this game three against Boston. Going back to Boston. Oh, the best team in the NBA, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's loving them. Vegas is loving them. Everyone's loving them. You came out, and you got punched in the mouth. You pretty much lost the first quarter by 20 points. Again, yeah. but Boston doesn't have the vets that this Miami team does. So you've now made a team who, and I don't care what Doc Rivers said, I, I guarantee Philly was ready to play game five with their season online, embarrass them. I would say pretty, I beat them up pretty bad. And then you come home to a Boston team who had, had, at home has been really good in the playoffs so far, Chris, with a great home crowd, and you in, embarrass them too. So does well, Miami – Well, I mean, the embar- hold on with you. You're talking about the first half embarrassment? Well, dude, there's no reason if you're the quote unquote best team in the playoffs. Right, but you said embarrassed them the first in the first quarter. In the first quarter, they did. I'll give you the first half. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm clarifying. That's what I'm. Oh yeah, embarrassed in the first. Yeah, right. But if you're the best team in the playoffs, you don't get smoked in the first half at home. That shouldn't happen. But Boston doesn't have the veteran experience that this Miami team has. They may have better current players, but experience adds up this time of the year. It does. I mean, they have experienced guys. I mean, Horford and Smart, they're, they're experienced guys, but they're, they're top-level guys. Yes, I agree with that. Because let's not forget, I mean, if we're talking about first-half embarrassments or getting smoked, didn't Golden State just get smoked in the first half? Yeah, true. true. They were no, down. they came back, and that's yeah, they, the difference. Yeah, right? they are down, I think, 14 and a half. I think some okay, 12 what 14, was the, yeah. But, but – it got to 19 or whatever, right? I think, yeah, yeah. But um, but to your point, you know, they they have way more experience. It's not even. Sure. I mean, nobody in the playoffs. I mean, we could talk about Miami's experience. There's not, a, you can't even hold anything compared to what Golden State has. It's not even close. Not even close. Because, you know, the, the big three. Those three mm-hmm. guys, you know, have <laughs> so much playing time. And, and you're right. And um, that pays off, and, and that's a good way to, to correlate it, no doubt about it, um, especially in that first half. You know, without Jimmy Butler, some people are saying there's no excuse to lose that second half, with the, you know, lose that game without Jimmy Butler in the second half. Well, you know, they did have a, a you know, they, they had, a I think it was 15 points at the end of the third and still well over double digits deep into that fourth quarter. So, I wouldn't go there, um, but when you have those type of comebacks, Marshall, um, it is the, usually how you finish it out. It's very rare to take a lead in the last minute or two for the first time, and then that's it. You know, or the first time since the, you know, the nine minute mark in the first quarter. You know, that type of thing. Usually, you got to go over the hump. You know, when you get back, then you got to get that little cushion because you know the team's going to make it run back somewhat um and that's what they were not able to do they were not able to get over the hump it's like it took them too long to chop down the tree and so you could you could say that was their own fault without jimmy butler to not 
chop into that lead enough to where it was under it was nine or something like that or eight at the end of the third. I think that's where the criticism comes. Um, but like you said, I mean, you know, experience plays in that, no doubt about it, especially on the high level guys. Um, Tatum finally had a bad game. You know, he hasn't had one of those in a while. He shot three of 14, couldn't hit a three. Um, Brown went off, but overall, I mean, he still had seven turnovers. He had a great game though. Nine, I mean, got to the line a bunch, um, you know, 14 to 20 and you end up with 40 points. That's, that's a damn good game. But the turnovers, 23 turnovers to eight turnovers, that's what really did it. That's what did it in this game. And credit to Miami, who of course was going to have problems down the stretch with their offense without Jimmy. That, that's, that's, that's a given. Um, but two things stood out. I mean, a PJ Tucker playing most of the game. 38 minutes is a difference maker rather than, you know, him leaving the game. There was, there was some thought where he was questionable to play in this game. So I think that was huge. Obviously, Lowry did come back and he hit a good shot in there or two. He actually had, I think he had like five, let me see. He had six assists. So he actually, at least he played positive minutes for him. Um, but remember last week, Marshall, when we said BAM has to get back to BAM 2020? Um, 31 points, 10 boards, six assists, four steals, and, you know, shit. I mean, he had a total in game one and game two. He had 16 points and two steals and three assists. In two games, he had that. So I think, bam, returning back to the fold like that, was just huge. They really need that for the rest of the series. I'm not saying he's got to go for that exact stat line, but he's got to be what we know he can be. And then Struce, that three-point shot at the end of the shot clock basically held them together enough to get the job done. Um, it was a, a gutty performance by in Miami, and like you said, you know, the the vets the, the the guy the the core that have been there they literally went to the finals two years ago when you do that we saw that with Milwaukee as well they didn't have their second best player they still pushed it to Game Seven um, they're just especially when you have a Giannis or a Butler or something like that of your lead but that that was a big surprise considering the circumstances and you know it basically takes out in my opinion, a chance for a closeout in game six, um, you know, for Boston. This, this for me, guarantees this thing will go seven games. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of – Well, as long as Jimmy comes back. You know, I'm, I, let, let's, let's oh, say that, yeah. too. I mean, if Jimmy misses the next few games, the all bets are off. Well, I, I did see Tyler Hero's out tonight for game four. And Butler plans on playing, so he's going to give it a shot. Um, Is it so we'll, we'll knee see. inflammation, right? That's why he couldn't play in the second half. He had a little knee swelling. Yeah, well, and again, a video, and I, I know the pool thing on jaw was weird, but the, the Pritchard, he kind of like, it was a, like swiped at his knee. It, 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 I thought he was, he, it was even more weird than the pool thing with jaw. Like Pritchard yeah. did kind of like hit his kneecap with his palm. It was like, 
that didn't even look close to a basketball. I don't know what the hell was going on. You know, I'm not saying that there should be a fine or suspension, but it was a, a very odd. It wasn't a basketball that, move. It no, wasn't a football move. I would say it's less of a basketball move than what even what Poole had. So it may, if that's what caused Jimmy's knee to bust, I'd be a little pissed like Spolster was too. So yeah, very odd play. Um, but we, you know, we're talking about correlations. I think there's a correlation of Bam's stat line and Williams being out. Yes, because like the Bam in games one and two, like. Uh, like literally two years ago when they were making their finals run, there were a lot of people, and I was like, I guess included, like he's like a top five big in basketball. I mean, he, he was on the verge. He had a breakout season really two years, not well, a breakout to the level of stats he was providing. Yeah, oh yeah. And was becoming like one of the best bigs in the game. But he could dribble and shoot. Like he, he was a just a really talented big, kind of like a, a more – uh, not not a, not a Jokic, but uh, he, he was just a very talented big that few teams have. But in the playoffs this year, even even in other rounds, he's been really quiet. And he was just kind of a pedestrian games one and two. And, I mean, when he, I think his point prop total in Vegas was like 11 or 12. It's like for a guy that good, you're only giving him like 11 or 12 points. Normally Vegas is really good on those. It's like, okay. But the second, you know, that someone gets out and then you got Daniel Tice leading the way for the Boston Bigs bands like, oh, sh- oh, remember my two thousand, my four, <laughs> two years ago? Oh, shit, dude, it's back, boys. I don't got anyone to guard me now. It, it's game on. So obviously, I mean, you got to give the guy credit. He stepped up when he needed to. You kind of would wonder where he was as a Miami fan games one and two. But hey, that that's an advantage. Um, obviously if you're Miami, you know, if Butler does play, he's one of those guys that's a dog. I could see him, you know, going out to play if even if even if he's eighty percent. But you would assume in this situation it's obviously a really tough spot. You'd figure Boston will not have twenty three turnovers. They will not get blitzed in the first quarter, and they're probably gonna throw a punch back. So um the the writings on the wall, you would assume this is a game for uh Boston to win. But most people assumed in Vegas and other places that Dallas would won game three and Boston would won game uh, three as well. So, you know, who, who knows? The, this NBA playoffs, so we've had some weird situations of late and a bunch of blowouts. So hopefully Quick question. Could be, Quick question. Yes. You always do this to me. Now, this isn't weird. This isn't some kind of long stretching. Hey, in 1977, did you, <laughs> what is the answer to this? Now, um, would you – and by the way, um, I would say Jimmy hit his knee on the ground off of the trip, uh, or well, he tripped him with with that with his uh, Pritchard grabbed the he didn't really grab the knee if you look at it he grabbed above the knee and he and he tripped him right but did that knee get when it hit the ground straight like that that is that where the swelling is because he definitely wasn't from the grab. Because the grab was actually higher than the knee, if you look at it. I actually just looked at it again just to make sure. Um, but I agree with you as far as, you know, I understand why Spolster was saying something. But this has to do with Jimmy. Um, knowing that he had some swelling in his knee and knowing you just won a game on the road, do you sit Jimmy if there's um. still swelling there? Because there's no, and I'm going to talk about this too, about the breaks, the lack of breaks in this series. 
do you do that? What what do you do there? If if it's still swell, obviously if he's good to go, he's good to go. But damn, you give Jimmy three days off, that's going to help in the long run. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, and, yeah, and I mean, you did win Game Three, but also he was on the ice. Or I'm on the ice. Jesus, hockey's on. Um, he was on the court though for the first half of Game Three. You know, it's not like he was a a complete non-factor of game. No, no, three. I'm saying though, you already got yeah. your win. The goal yeah. was to go yeah. on the road and get it true, done, right? I mean, if yeah. we're being realistic, yeah, yeah. every yeah. team yeah. wants to win. Yeah, you know, I want to win every game. Yeah, no shit, we all do. Eighty-two and zero, but you know. I mean, realistically, they already got their goal out of the way. Yeah, you're right, though. This wouldn't be one to risk because you are in the driver's seat. And Jimmy is your foundation. Yeah, and you still do have – you especially now have home court, again, back on your graces. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, the quote is, they'll see how he looks in warm-ups. So maybe that's a conversation that Bolster has with the trainer and with Jimmy all together. Um, again, he's one of those guys where, you know, he's a dog. He's going to want to play even if he's not 100%. But that's the DNA of a lot of athletes nowadays, too. So, it, you know, as a coach, it's you know, it's almost like that lose scenario as coach. It's like, hey, you know, do you want to take the day? Like, that's a, a conversation that Butler's probably never going to say yes to. You know, uh, yeah. I don't want to give like him 80%. Yeah, yeah. So, but from a strategic standpoint, yeah, I mean, if you lose this one, you're down two to two. But also, Tyler Hero's out too, and Tyler Hero, over the last couple of seasons, is showing. I'm not saying he's Jimmy Butler, but Tyler Hero can kind of have those games where he can, yeah, he can take over a game. So now you're down Jimmy and down Hero. It's like, damn. I mean, Struess and Vincent better grow up really damn fast. Or maybe bust out Udonis out there and have him throw some bows. I don't know. But, uh, and he's it, been horrible the last couple of games too. He's four of fifteen. Like he's been, he's been kind of rough. He had that great game though, didn't he? Have a game one? He had a good game actually. Now that I think about it. Well, and, and in fairness, that that's what kind of surprised me to get Miami where the point where they are. Like these Struess and Vincent guys. Like I, I've seen more positives out of Vincent, but man, the Struess guy in game one, he looked nervous as hell in the first half. I just I think he's a legit role player that just happens to be starting on a number one seed because Spolster sees something in him. I guess I haven't seen it yet, but you're well. And speaking of when this game does tip over, tip off Charlie soon, Chris, there will be extra more pressure on these guys' shoulders, especially if Butler is not able to go. I'm mean, obviously you know the guys are going to want to try to go out and win, but if if there's no Butler, no hero, and Miami was to win, I would come on our next show. And give a tremendous amount of props to Struess and Vincent because one of those guys or both would have to like literally ball out tonight. I, that, it either that sounds be... like a cake shop or a lawyer firm or some sort of Italian restaurant. <laughs> Struess and Vincent, you know. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, Touche. Um, but yeah, I, uh, that's I don't know. And, and yeah, okay, I what's here? If there's if he swell, if it's still. You know, there I, I would I would sit him. I definitely mm-hmm. would. Yeah, there's no point. I mean, I I understand why not get up. You know, three to one. Sure, I get, it. I get that part, but I just don't think it's worth it long term. Well, I guess short term because you know the finals are in June, but you know, mm-hmm. I, true. I, I would. So you're yeah. you're in the I don't know. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in the. Yeah, yeah. I you don't, don't get paid works. to make these decisions. Nope, I don't. All right, don't, well, I'm going to use that. I don't know, and I, I'm <laughs> going to sit on the fence uh, in the future. So cool. So, 
that in mind. By the way, um, the all-defensive center you mentioned, uh, they say he's likely to play. They say he's likely to play. So we will see. That will well, that, and that's one thing, literally predicting this series. It's literally almost been an injury almost every game that really does. I mean, I guess these teams are, in, in theory, kind of so evenly – um, I, I, well, I'm in, well, okay. Vegas would project Boston as a bit of a favor, but in reality, these teams are pretty evenly matched. When mm-hmm. we, we do seem to have these key injuries every other game, where yeah. one team or another's in at a hindrance, that that really does impact it. So, I mean, obviously, and Tucker's make, trending to play too. So, yeah. like, he's going to be able to play. So, obviously, we want to make predictions on a show like every other sport podcast and channel does in America, but. With every game having different parameters, like you know, like it really is hard to predict the future because, yeah, yeah. But Butler is such an important. So is Robert Williams, as you've seen. Like uh, it'd be nice to get just a straight up even on even basketball. But I think I think one thing, a quick very side note here. I think one thing we're seeing, Chris, along with a lot of others, well, hockey included, is that you're having these teams who are who, who are playing uh, playoffs in a row that the COVID the COVID year really is kind of Bruce adding on to fatigue, you know, mm. like pl- pl- playoff basketball, you're already av- av- adding a lot of extra games. Yeah. And with the shortened season kind of rush with the bubble, yeah. like a lot of these teams. Bubble like, and then having to go right into a long-ass season. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. And now another one, it's like, damn, like in the last mm-hmm. three years, these guys really have put in a ton of extra wear and tear on their bodies more so than normal. And these are guys that pretty much, you know, play. I mean, obviously, basketball gets their time off in the off season, but your wear and tear is is really probably adding up even more. So that that does obviously play a factor into. Now, I'm not saying injuries would never happen if we did a, a playoff right. podcast next but the year. Injuries will just occur. Started last year at this time. This is yeah, right when they were starting. Yeah, so you could tell June and July, deep June and July uh, games, and. The break, the lack of break. You play two games, you get two days off. You play two or three games, you get two days off, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. This this whole series, and it just it just hit me today. I was like, oh, so there's no break in this series at all, like an extra day. And then, and that may, it's not an excuse. It's not an exact Because it's the same for both teams. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's not. Because of Miami had that four-day break before this thing. So oh, it's actually oh. not that, you know? Oh. Um, but as far as every other game, sure. But I went back and did the math in Miami. We talked about this off-air. Miami closed their um, series out. Now, you can say, well, they earned it. Sure, they didn't. They played an Embiid that wasn't a, nearly 100%, too. So we can play that game all all day. The bottom line is this is what happened, right? Um, Miami played... Thursday, their last game Thursday, didn't have to play till Tuesday, last Tuesday, right? Whereas Boston played Sunday and turned around and, and played, you know, um, played the game. And then to go, sure. and then I went back and saw the, only, the last two-day break they had was from game two to game three in that Milwaukee series. So they played five straight games every other and now three. So it's eight. Now it's going to be a bunch of games every other and that is really weird not to have one usually there's two two-day breaks in a series like this um especially a conference final um and i know years ago they did change the first round um well even longer you know they they went from five to seven 
Um, so it's one more closeout game at least. But, um, you know, they, they made that move so every game gets televised. You know, so there are, in that first round, there's like two or three. There's even sometimes a three-day break and shit like that, you know, which is, it's very greedy money-wise because I'd rather have a two-day, two two-day breaks during a seven-game series now than then, you know what I mean? But obviously that's money, that's greed, and, you know, whatever, money makes the world go round. But is that going to catch up to these teams in general, but especially Boston who had that extra, you know, didn't get that, th- I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, or Friday, Saturday, four days without a game, is better. It is just no way around it rather than only having one game off. So that that plays into it. Now, did you pick my you picked Miami last week, right? Or did you pick Boston? Uh I Miami in a seven. Right. Are you there? Are you you're there still? You know no tweaking? I mean obviously that's yeah. our picks, but how do you yeah. feel about it now? Being up two uh, one, you know? It's hard to I, say without. Yeah, I, I still feel. Yeah, I, I I still feel pretty confident. Up. Yeah, I think Heaton seven. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't budge on that. No. And I feel. I still feel pretty good at Heaton seven. Like I said, or, or I mean uh, Celtics and seven. But like I said, I, I definitely. Um, this game three does throw me for a loop, and it for sure in my mind, unless Jimmy doesn't come back, or when he comes back, he doesn't look the same. Um, it takes away that game six closeout uh, opportunity. Um, all right, so flipping, we won't spend a lot of time on this series because it's three zero. But man, when you look at what Dallas was doing in game two, I mean, Luca had twenty four point seven of twelve. Brunson had twenty point seven of ten. Um, Clay was struggling. Uh, six points, wasn't doing a whole lot. But when all said and done, I can't remember how high that lead got. And I'll check it here in a second. But they did manage to get it to 72 to 58 at the half. Um, So that was big. That was big because it was like, okay, that's manageable. And sure enough, Golden I mean, that was their time – that was their best shot to win this series for Dallas. Um, obviously, that's not really, you know, reinventing the wheel there. Um, they, they needed to take advantage of that game, and they didn't. I can relate to that, being a Timberwolves fan. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to dog uh, Dallas or anything. Um, but that, that's where this game – this you know, I'm not – I picked uh, Golden State to win the series. So to say the series was lost just because of that, well, if it's 1-1, sure, you know, that does make it a lot different. Um, and when you look at that game, Marshall, it's like, it, it's, you know, they got, you know, contributions. For, I mean, you know, freaking Luka had 42. Brunson had 31. Um, Bullock had hit six threes. Finney, uh, who, you know, Bullock had a rough game, obviously, the next game, but I mean, they were doing their thing, dude. They really were. They hit 21 goddamn threes. How many of those were in the first half, though? Was it 13 in the first half? Is that a right number? Was it 13 or something like that? They I, ended I think up right around there, yeah. Something like that, which is a ton. They ended up um, getting the line 29 times. Shot there pretty good at 22. Not great. 
but 21 of 45, um, you know, only turned the ball over 12 times. Like, that was their best shot, and it just wasn't good enough. And when you look at Golden State in that depth, obviously Curry took a little while to get going, and then sometime in the second quarter he got going, ended up with 32 points, hit six boards. But when you look at – or hit um, six threes. But when you look at it, 16 um, from Wiggins. Uh, didn't shoot well, didn't play great, but still had five assists, which he doesn't do much. Looney was just – I mean, that's his best game, 21-12. and 12. Thompson uh, got it going a little bit, got to 15. Porter played well, got the double digits. Uh, Poole had 23 points. The depth of the Golden State Warriors, not in that just that game, but it just in general, is really showing beyond what you talked about um, you know, with the, the veteran experience. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll give, obviously, Coach Kerr credit. I, I think that you're seeing a maturation of kind of how they've grown this year. Because, I mean, obviously, Steph and Clay are a bit older, okay? But Steph is still having those moments where he can go on a, a 9-0 run and the crowd goes nuts. And, and Clay, on a given night, can still obviously show his magic. I hope he's better next year after a full season rehab or off-season rehab. But – Clay and Steph and Draymond are, are veterans who've done it forever, but they, they've been able to, like, help these other guys improve. Like, Poole, I, I would say that if you put him on a lot of other different teams, is not having the year he's having. Wiggins, obviously, the guy's never been a bum. He's probably never lived up to expectations of his number one pick. But, like, all these guys on this team are able to mature because on a given night, it's fit. Clay and Spitz here. Yeah, and and Clay and Draymond and Steph really, for the most part, still do do all their thing. And you can't. So if your game plan is well, you know, shit, we're gonna let's not worry about Steph and Draymond this game. Well, that'd be really stupid. You know, I, I just think it is. Uh, you're seeing a lot of guys who are developing in a good fit that are maturing because the pressure's not on their shoulders. If let's say, for example, or let's just say um, Damian Lillard was on a team with Poole and uh, and Wiggins. Like, Poole and Wiggins probably don't quite develop around Lillard because it's just Lillard. But there's so many pieces that are all together. Like, you're seeing the maturation, and Poole could have been the most improved player of the year. You know? So I, I think it is just a good team DNA, and we were talking about GMs before our show. Um, they've done a great job of drafting it and picking the right pieces. And shit, Agudala, who's kind of like a Udonis Haslam, hasn't even played. I mean, I don't know, you know, he's obviously not his regular self, too, that won a finals MVP, but I just think it's a good combination of pieces, Chris, and I think if you're a Dallas fan, you're realizing, hey, we need maybe some more vets, and we need pieces to go around Luka, because Luka has the talent to match, well, shit, he's matched Booker, he overmatched the Jazz, he's matched um, Curry, like, he can do his part. But when you're playing a team like the Warriors, it's like who is the right hand man next to them? Because last night, I mean, the, I think the I think the Mavericks started off shooting, I think it was either three of eleven, and it was like four of nineteen. Like there really was just no rhythm in their threes. So you know, and, and teams are gonna have cold nights. But and I'll I'll throw this to you, and then I'll, we can go back and forth on it. But Kid has now said this a couple of times. It's like we've become a little too much live and die by the three. And, you know, it used to be kind of a college basketball thing. Now it's obviously more of an NBA thing. But 
it, it when when a head coach has used that quote a couple of times, I think that goes to show, hey, besides Luca, who else can get us points consistently? And that's not an answer the Mavs really have yet. Well, I mean, last night, Dinwiddie went for 26. Um, Brunson went for 20. But it's not it, – it, I don't know. It's it just – you know, the, obviously, you know, Finley uh, – well, Bullock was 0 for 7 from 3. You know, that obviously doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, Kleber was 0 for 5. Uh, Bertans looked like he didn't want to shoot the ball there. Both those guys, all three of those guys down the stretch, it was like, dude, you're open, take the shot. You know what I mean? Just, just take the freaking shot. Dinwiddie got to the, you know, the line eight times. So I just don't think they were going to – like, they're playing about – I think did I say this on air or off air, I can't remember. But they're playing about as good as they can with what they got. They're a better team than the last couple of years because sure. of fit. We talked about Porzingis. Porzingis, for whatever reason, did not fit. And financially, it you know, it soaked up a lot of money. So it's a better team now. Hardaway coming back will be a good scorer. But you're right as far as – and it's not just scoring. You know, Dallas is going to be able to score, you know. Now they've defended better. But it's the all-purpose play too. You can't rely on – you know – the closest thing offensively, and let me restate that, offensively, but let's, I'll say it again, offensively, to LeBron James in this next generation clearly is Luka. I mean, there's no, no argument about that, but just offensively. Defensively, he's got a long way to go. Um, body-wise, he needs to get in better shape. We all know that. He's not going to be as good as LeBron. It just – defensively, it's just too big of a gap. But as far as what he could do with the ball in his freaking hand, I mean, this guy, this freaking guy, and draw fouls. And it's like I say it every week. You know, he's so crafty, this, that. He can get a shot from anywhere. Um, shit, I mean, he scored 40 points, and you could probably say down the stretch, maybe he shouldn't have been kicking it out to some of these guys, you know? He had three assists. He probably should have had nine or ten if these mother, you know, if they hit some threes, you know. But like you said, sometimes you do get a little, you know, stuck on that. Forty-five threes, thirteen uh, makes that's not good. Um, and some of their key three-point shooters didn't hit, and then were kind of like eh, caught in the moment. Um, so I, you know, they probably should. It should probably be two to one. I think that's fair. Um, and I did think that Dallas was going to win game two. I did, or I'm sorry, game three. I did think that. Um, I think they'll win game four, and I think the series will be out in five. Um, I just think that, you know, they're, they're just, you know, I, when you look back at those last five games, um, the Suns lost, but, you know, I mean, when you look at the amount, we went over the stats of pick and roll in the last five games compared to the first two. It clearly there was something wrong with Chris Paul. Um, that's clear. I mean, he, he's not going to shoot five times in a fucking game for no reason. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not like he was in foul problems those whole, all those games or something like he was in game three or whatever. Or no, game four. Um, so 
does it count them? Yeah, of course, they, they made it past them, but I think people just grabbed that and just ran with it. It was recency biased of, oh, shit, dude. I mean, what's his toes? That dude for Fox uh, Sports said Dallas and five. Like, what? Dallas and what the fuck is wrong? It's, it's like Barkley. Dallas easy, you know? It's just like, what, what do you tell? Like, I remember, and this is the one thing about athletes, and that the first guy I mentioned is not an athlete at a high level anyway. Um, but like Barkley, I remember in the bubble, he picked Portland over the Lakers. And that's cool. Make your pick. You know, cool. And then they won game one. He said it was going to be a sweep. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Yeah. But, you know, that level of belief um, and ego and driven all that stuff and – you can't tell me that I'm I'm six five, but I will get a lot of rebounds. You know, that stuff drove them in life to get or in their sport and in life, right? To get where they sure. were. But the, the problem is with that is, and I see this with boxers all the time too. They when they go to make predictions or when they do this stuff, they're not that good at it. Just like um, GMs. I mean, how many shitty GMs were for you know former stars? It's like, nah, dude, you were the star, dude. I'm not saying you don't know a player better than me or something like that, but it doesn't magically make you good at everything, you know? And I think that ego and all that stuff that gets tied into it, it's like, nah, dude, hold on. So I think there was some recency bias, but it's hard not to be. They won 66 games or whatever. You know, they were the number one seed with a bullet. It's hard not to think, oh, shit, dude. Dallas is better than we thought. Well, clearly Dallas is better than everybody thought, but they're yeah. not as good all of a sudden like they're going to go win the championship. That threw me off. Like, dude, it's not championship caliber yet. Um, long story short, what do you think, game five? Or are you calling for a sweep now? Uh, I, well. Are the brooms, I mean, the brooms are out. Doesn't mean they're going to be put to use, but they're out. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Golden State, they, I, well, the reason I thought they were going to lose last time was because of that whole, like, game in Memphis where Golden State kind of said, ah, dude, we're, let's yeah, just yeah, yeah. rest up and go home. And, <laughs> and, well, in that game last night, Dallas was up nine with, like, five minutes left in the second quarter. And you're thinking, oh, like, this is your typical game three, Warriors might yeah. post, take a night off and Especially rest. Especially with that lead, they started out so good, you know, and it was like, uh-oh, oh, shit, hold on, Dallas might do something. Yeah, I mean, you're up nine with, like, five minutes left in the second quarter, and then with, like, a minute before half, you're up two. And you go into halftime down, you're like, oh, shit. Like, we just had our typical game three home game to get up at half, and now we gave up, like, an 11-point swing in the final five minutes. Ooh, all of a sudden. <laughs> and then And then you lose the third quarter by nine. It's like, oh, man. And there never really was a second. There never really was a moment in that game where you thought Dallas going to come back and win. I think the closest they cut to was six, maybe like two or three times late. But there was never like a, a single possession comeback or anything. So, um, I, I mean, if they take the foot off the gas, who knows? But I could easily see there being a sweep. Um, again, I think it's encouraging. I think if you're Dallas, you have pieces. You can definitely build around, but again, you just need to continue to add pieces. Um, and you know, the, the, I think like you were saying, I kind of fell for it too. But 
a stat I'd heard today to remind me of maybe going over the top too much in like a span of a two game stretch when Dallas played Phoenix, they had like 39 out of 82 threes. That's a good point. That's absolutely effing crazy. I mean that that is a tr- thirty nine. There's not much you can do about games. that. You know? No, <laughs> uh, especially uh, nowadays you can try to shoot yeah. back, but that's it. Yeah. And, and the Suns aren't uh, known for a <laughs> shitty defense. Like you hit thirty nine threes in two games. Like uh, you know what? I sorry guys. Like it just what wasn't your time. So yeah. Um, what about Looney, dude? I mean, Looney's been fucking solid. Looney has been. <laughs> Solid as a rock. Well, that was the one stat I noticed is that last night, if you look at the, just if you watch the box score, you even watch the game, the the biggest difference was um, points in the paint rebounds. And the thing is, okay, so Dallas, you got Luka, you got Brunson, but who who's your big? And it's like, yeah. you know, Dwight Powell isn't going to win you a title. Now, you need bigs like you needed, you used to have back in the day. You know, like guys like uh, uh, KG, Rasheed Wallace, you know, uh, Ben Wallace, like, you know, dirt, like we, we, the, I know the game has transformed, but you still need some like good bigs. Dwight Powell is not a big that is gonna, serviceable. Yeah, that's not like a Bam or an Embiid or a Jokic. Like it's just yeah. he, he he's literally a role player who for his team probably fits the role really well, but he's not an offensive threat. He's not a lockdown defender, you know, that gets hyped like a Gobert or a Green. He's just – he's their one big. And yep. I know that's kind of what they wanted with Porzingis and failed, but that that's probably a, a area of um, need that the Mavs need. Because yeah. when, you, when you're yeah, being – Yeah, because they're long boards, in a lot of spots. Like the other are. three spots, they're fucking big and long. Mm-hmm. Pause. But, um, you know, yeah, you're right. They don't get much out of it. No, and I don't think they expect to. You know, it's just True, he, yeah. he fits their team mold. But, yeah, if you could have a guy that could average you even 10 and 8, you know, or uh, hell, I guess I, don't, I definitely don't know off the top of my head what Dwight Powell averages, but maybe like a, a 15 and 7 guy, which nowadays is not that hard to find. You have one big on your team that can average that. But, yeah, but again. Just, or even Lopez, he, who's not a top three big. Sure. But he's going to rebound and he's going to block shots. You're mm-hmm. not going to go down the lane and dilly dally. You know what I mean? Amen. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think if Golden State comes out, I think they could wrap it up tomorrow. And obviously, if you're Dallas, you got to be pretty deflated, too. Like, game two slipped up on you. Mm. Game three, you had a little, I mean, it wasn't a, a massive collapse, but you, you had a, a little bit of lead there in the second quarter. And now, now you're done 3 0, and, you know, no team's ever done it. So, yeah, I, I, I could see them. And you're playing an experienced ass team, yeah. too. You're not who who playing, probably wants their You're rest. not playing the Timberwolves. Well, if you're going state, you're thinking, dude, if we went tomorrow, and as you've been saying, I've been saying, a lot of people have been saying, that next series is probably, it's going to go six. Let, let, let's say even if Miami wins at four to two, or, uh, you know, I, yeah. hell, you're, yeah, you're yeah. looking at you're a quality amount of rest time. Yeah. Yeah. And that team of all needs it, you know? For you sure. About, I mean, we just talked about Boston, but the age – uh, reference plays even more to them, you know. Yeah, Clay can continue to rest up. Iguodala might be good to go then. Um, obviously, yeah, hell, I, yeah I, I did see a report that there's a chance he's there's a pretty healthy chance he's back for the finals. And I don't know a month from. I mean, they say that Peyton was going to be out for a month. I don't know what the time frame is for his elbow, but maybe 
No, you're uh, right. That's actually a chance too. I did see that today. Yeah, it's still kind so, of bad, but yeah. I mean, he's still he probably won't be playing game one, but yeah. So if you're Golden State, hey, the rest is never a bad thing this time of the year. So yeah, I don't, we'll we'll see. I did see tickets. Um, a good coaching friend of mine. She was looking at going to the game, and game four tickets before game three were going at around like four fifty a pop for nosebleeds. Now nosebleed game four tickets are about a buck twenty to a buck thirty. So yeah, yeah, the the ticket the value market price can't you know I can't blame people either. Or uh, that, that actually might have been after game one, but they've pretty much gone down from four fifty to one one twenty. But yeah, you know, I, I I get that. So I, I told my friend happy she didn't buy one early for a ticket that you know has like gone down triple the value. <laughs> Well, Any last words, sir, before we wrap this puppy up? You can take us home. Uh, let, let's let's just see a close game. Can we get one game um, that can like come down? Pretty like, much oh, the whole time, not like yeah. these big comebacks like we got. The the like last game. ended up being a close game, but that the Miami-Boston, but it's still, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, it's a weird game. Yeah, we, we've really not had a close game in either of these series, really. Oh, and, yeah, you're right, because that was a huge blowout game one for Dallas, too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a major. Golden State ran them off the court. Or, uh, I don't, the, let's have a game where with there's two minutes left. If you're having a beer with your buddies, you end up bet who's going to win, you, 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 would, you wouldn't have a confident answer. Let's get one game where it's like, hey, two minutes left, either team can win. You know, games let's, on the table last five minutes. Yeah, come on. Yeah, let's let let, let someone make some clutch shots because we're not having any of those at all. <laughs> so Stra- you know, if we're talking about Strauss as the the biggest clutch shoot shot in the last, you know, that tells you where we're at. You know, yeah. <laughs> the best shot of the conference finals was by him. Yes, I don't know him either, but yes, he did it. So on that note, we will be back next week. Um, uh, we could we could be talking about a, a finals uh, uh, series. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Miami pulls a rabbit out of their butt. But um, nonetheless, we will have games to talk about the finals. We we will assume by next week, Golden State will have clinched their pass to the finals. And if not, then we have something very interesting to talk about. Maybe Luca puts his cape on and does something special. So yeah, how's that in. line? Of, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. How's that work here? Let me look at it really. What are we okay. looking at here? Uh, so game well, six would be for the Matt. Okay, games. Game seven is Sunday. Oh, uh, okay. If it goes, because you know I don't think it's so Monday would be game seven in that Warriors Dallas. So God, I, hope, I hope we're not pre. I if yeah. we're previewing that, I, I'm gonna then I'll say, oh, oh, remember what Luca did game seven against the Suns. Yeah, right? Oh, Stephen Clay. Uh, You're going to be like, man, I pulled my hamstring, and I got tonsillitis. I got strep throat. I can't do the pod today, bro. Um, so, yeah, game six is Friday, and game seven is is Sunday. So we'll be fresh off the presses. All right. Sorry, go so ahead. On that note, enjoy the weather. Uh, the, if, if you're in, if you're in school or you got kids getting out of school, we're about to enjoy summer. Summertime is here, June, July, around the corner, play some golf, have some fun, go have some beers with your buddies. Uh, the boys will be back next Monday. We're out tonight. Peace.